Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 19 of Podcast in Death. And Can I just uh, say holy shit to that? Don't, I know, oh, yeah, right? Nice job, man. And we're up to, we're almost at uh, 4,000 listens. That's amazing. Nice. Our listeners are great. They are. They, they really are. are. They, they, they love are. you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. We're and, all you know, feeling the love tonight, ladies. I know. Yeah, and gentlemen. And you know, I don't think we have very many gentlemen listening, but we may. If we do, you know, you just never know. So, yeah. If we do, shout out to you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> so. So this week we're going to talk about the urban wars and. um the main reason we decided to talk about this was because um, on the uh, J.D. Rob uh, Facebook group, of which I am not a part, really, because I'm not technically on, on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I'm stealthily on Facebook, but I don't really go there. No, I know you uh, don't. She doesn't go to there. I don't really go there. That's good. Facebook Very is not a good place to be. Mm, yeah. Um. And so speaking of Facebook not being a happy place to be <laughs> on uh, the J.D. Rob Facebook page, the official one, Nora's publicist, Laura, had posted something, you know, every once in a while she does these cranky publicist posts. <laughs> they seem very frequently. I, I don't you know, I. Uh, I totally get it because mm-hmm. you know, she she yeah. has, I think, prior to the Facebook pages, I don't think she really moderated a forum like that. Right. I mean, she was on AdWalk, but she didn't do any of the moderating or anything right. like that. Yeah. So. And on In Death Thought Next, again, same thing. She was on there. <laughs> she she didn't really there. do. She tried to tell us how to do things a few she times. She tried but. to tell us how to do things a few times. <laughs> we didn't listen. We Sorry, kind of were Laura. like, well, it's our <laughs> forum, so... You know, well, we're not really okay with like, Nora, so exactly. I, I don't want to say that because what you say. every once yeah. in a while we would like, you know, she would message us and say, you know, Nora, you know, has said this and that. And we would go, oh, okay, you know, sure. Yeah. I, yeah, we there were be- definitely a few times that, you know, she brought up some good points and we yeah. made changes because of that. So. Yeah, and there were there a couple of times, times that she was just like, I don't like this, so stop doing it. And we're like, eh. Mm, <laughs> that's not, no, we're not how do that. it works. Yeah. But anyway, so now she's kind of seeing, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> yeah, what we go through. <laughs> what we had gone through back then with all right. these people, you know, posting bullshit on your, you know, forum. <laughs> And um, I don't know, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a member, so I don't know if they've ever had a, an official, like, here's the things we can't talk about, you know, right. religion, yeah. politics, and whatever else you want to add to that list. Yeah. On In Death.net, it was specifically religion and politics we did not talk did about. Not, yes. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we didn't get pissy with people. We would just, if somebody brought up politics, we'd say like, oh, you know, yeah. we don't. Ex- you know, know, no religion of politics. So if you would please not talk about this. Right. I mean, we we let it slide for like as it as it applied to the books. Mm-hmm. But the minute it got personal, it was like, nope, right. Done. Yeah. yeah. And I and, and we may have banned a couple people because they I think we did. You know, there but, were a few times that people just would not stop. And yeah, it was bad. Yeah. No more than that. No more. No. than Maybe one no. or two people. No, no. So anyway, on the JD Rob page on Facebook, um, Laura made a cranky publicist post, and this is what she said: Before March of this year, I received questions about the urban wars. Is Nora psychic? What really happened? Every month or so. After March, it's been daily. Here is the answer. Nora isn't predicting anything. When she started the in-deaths, the urban wars were decades into the past for Eve and Rourke. On the whole, she leaves the urban wars in that past unless it pertains to a case. What Nora does, beautifully in my opinion, 
is show us a world that came through the 2020s, a world that ran through the gauntlets of man-made upheaval to survive and thrive, a world of possibility. Our world right now is full of stress. Sadly, I've read some really rude and mean comments here recently that reflect that stress. Uh, And then she goes on to say, you know, my fuse is a lot longer than Nora's in terms of deleting, banning, but right now it's short and near to burning out. Since it appears impossible to have civil disagreements from now on, anyone who dives into politics of today in conversations about a fictional 2061 will be removed because it's fiction. It truly is. And, you know, again, I, why they didn't have this rule to begin with. I don't know. No religion, no politics. It seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah. But, you know, now they're, now they're putting that in place and, and telling people they'll be banned. And, you know, and, and the, the, the bad part about it is that, to be honest, something like an urban wars being put into this book, it's a political thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't talk about an urban wars without speculating on what the politics could have been like to lead to that. Right. And she keeps them actually quite vague. Right. Yes. I don't think she no. goes into the politics at all of no. what started it or anything. She doesn't like go that. into the politics at all. She doesn't, she doesn't really go into yeah. yeah, what started it. Um, you know, and honestly, the dates kind of change. They're kind of all over the place. Right. Because you know? I think in Naked, she says it was 2016 was the end. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and then later on, it's oh, it was into the 2020s. And Rourke says that it, they were still going on when he was a boy when in Ireland. And right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. on our uh, wiki page for the Urban Wars, it does say that at different times. Yeah. Like you said, it. It uh, says it happened. They happened between 2012 and 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, We're basically over by 2023, Um, you know. So um, but, you know, one of the reasons why I decided to start this podcast and I said it in the very first podcast that we did is because, you know, 2020 and it it was starting to look like you know urban yeah. wars territory, mm-hmm. and I yeah. thought it was relevant to yeah. you know start talking about this book series that essentially starts out with there having been an urban wars in the 2020s. Right. Um, I think I think that um, I don't. I mean, obviously, we don't know what what inspired her to be like. We're going to talk about how there were the urban wars, um, but I've never really been fussed with like whether or not she's you know specified when those actual dates are and i haven't either obviously when when they're hitting in 2020 and those of us who are familiar with these books and and you know do think about the urban wars because we think about everything in this series right it is something that i think is natural for fans of the series to think about that being said i think that whatever was being said in the facebook group that prompted the yeah no we're not doing this is was probably not well thought out and because those kind of comments never are <laughs> right i think that you're 100 percent right being like hey let's actually discuss this and no it's not about nor predicting the future but it is an interesting thing to look at in the concourse of this story with these characters Mm -hmm. and compared to what we're dealing with now, because fiction being compared to reality is part of why we like fiction. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like too, and this is where I really miss the forum format (laughs) as far as discussing things Yeah, because Facebook is so, you know, it's so Facebook, (laughs) you know, people, you know, they, they post random shit and half the time it's not thought out. Right. You know, we had some good discussions about stuff on the forums. Right. And, you know, most of our, you know, like original posts were always, you know, well thought out. Okay. What do you thought? What do you think about this? This is my opinion. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, on Facebook, you're going to get stuff like, I hate Eve. And that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we got that too. We got that too. We did. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? I feel like, and plus just the, 
just the format is so much easier to follow on a forum than it is mm-hmm. oh, yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. So I kind of mourn the loss of the forum days, honestly. I, I really hate it. Completely Facebook. fair and agreed with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I, I do. I mourn the, uh, the discussion part of it. I do not mourn the <laughs> moderator part of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Totally fair. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, but it, it, it is a shame that you can't talk about this on uh, on Facebook or elsewhere without getting into a big political like back and forth battle. Yeah, you know. But I mean, to be honest, it's what that's what the urban wars was about. I'm assuming, right? I mean, right. You know? I mean, everybody is so hair trigger my way or the highway nowadays. Like the last, you know the last year. I mean, especially this year. I mean, it's been bad. Yeah. You know, if you don't agree with me, you are a terrible human being and you should burn in hell and there's no, no two cents about it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to sound like that cranky old lady that is irritated (laughs) by the young people, but I mean, and it's not just the young people. My God, I've seen some old people. (laughs) I'm like, really? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You shouldn't be on the internet, Grandma. <laughs> you can't see her, but Tara's about ready to her brains. I'm sorry, I don't turn off my facial expressions just to record. <laughs> yeah, someday we're gonna have to like put the video out too. <laughs> but um, you know, everybody has those uh, friends or relatives that you know, are so far removed from where they are as far as yeah. politically, you know, that, yeah. po- that post stuff and you're like, what the F, you know? Yeah. And, um, but again, you know, I mean, I feel like not to put, you know, more logs on the fire, but I feel like that is all legitimate starting of an urban wars behavior happening. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah, completely. Because I I just don't feel like we can even have a conversation anymore without people screaming at each other, whether it's online or in person. And, you know, and it's just, it's sad. And people are so dug in their, they dig their heels in so hard on a particular subject. And there's no, there's no discussing that with them at all. I have always, like politically, I've always been more center left. I've uh-huh. never been a true, like, liberal. You know, I'm never right. in my entire, my entire life. But nowadays, if you're, you know, center right, you're considered liberal. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the thing. You know, the spectrum has shifted so much. Right. That... You know, I just feel like and, you know, and the ones on the very far right are using that hammer that, you know, if you don't believe exactly as we do, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to hell. Right. <laughs> and yeah. It's just it's scary to me. But and it's just something that doesn't I mean, you know, I mean, you just have to know that that's going, you know, you have those people, I think, that feel like this is my obligation because right. I know that I am right. So my obligation is to make sure that every single person I meet knows my views on this, knows the correct view on this thing, you know? Right. And n- without even considering that maybe they m- might be wrong, you yeah. know? Well, not even that they might be wrong, but that everybody has a different worldview. Right. And everybody has different experiences in life. And, and, and you, you have to get along with people. everybody. You have right. to, you know, pick your battles. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, and I've said this before too, I mean, I have people at my work that I, I just cannot deal with because, uh, you know, they are yeah. those people that, you know, 100% believe that they are correct about everything and you have to, you know, pontificate about, yeah. and, and I just like, I can't deal with that. You know, I mean, no. I, there, there, there's people at my work who are different, who, who are conservative and I tend to be more liberal like you, yeah. um, who I can have conversations with all day long. Right. 
and we'll we'll talk about just about anything and i'm like ah, i don't i don't just i don't agree with you on this or that but then we're like okay then go back to work and we're so friendly but then there are those people that like are hardcore and that you, you just can't you just can't do that with them right you know right um oh, yeah <laughs> yeah so and that's sad it, it is sad but again, I mean, if we're going to bring circle this back to our circling back to what we're actually talking our, about, what, yeah. what we're actually talking about. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that is kind of um, what, I, what might happen at the early stages of a uh, urban war. Yeah, I think you're frighteningly correct. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's happened so many times before that you, you can't you don't have to sit there and say, like, Nora must be psychic. You know, I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. I have a hard time thinking that anybody is is serious when they say that to, to Laura. I right. think people are just kind of kind of joking, yeah. joking. I think it's more the negative conversations that come out of that. Right. Yeah. And then being, and then just like hearing it repeatedly is probably very annoying. Very annoying. Like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that being, you know, people joking about that to, to Laura was not the, not I mean, the kind I mean, of I, that, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it will, it will set off very uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And I mean, we like discussed the banning just because we were so sick of talking about them. On the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they weren't even anything controversial. We're just like, yeah. we're over it. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> There's another uh, podcast that I listen to. It's not political necessarily, but they do talk about stories of the day, but they usually try to find like the weird, the wacky stories, you know? Sure. Um, and they're friends with another podcast that does kind of the same thing. They start talking about this thing where, you know, are we psychic? Because uh, they were, they both said like, you know, yeah, our podcasts before the first of the year, you know, we, we sat there and said like, all we need now is a pandemic. And I, I think both podcasts said it at some point, you know, really and then all of a sudden a pa pandemic happens and, you know, people that listen to their podcast are like, oh, my God, you guys were right. You know, and they're like, we're not special. It's just yeah. something we said. You yeah. Know, and just happened to come true. But, yeah. you know, we're not psychic. No. But, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, this year has been absolutely. But there's longer. no way that Laura could have known that. But, you know, yeah. it's, it, you know, history tends to repeat itself. Yeah. And I think that Nora, because I don't, I, I'm trying to think back, you know, obviously her other, her other books didn't really cover any kind of no, uh, post-apocalyptic I mean, kind of thing. Yeah. Year one, but other than that, no. Which one? Year one. Oh yeah, series. but I meant like before. Um, oh, before in the death. book. Yeah, no, 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 nothing. So no. I, you know, I, I just feel like that's something that she wanted to explore. That's not necessarily yeah. that she wanted to explore it, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna think 50 years into the future or whatever, and what could have happened. Well, maybe there sure. could have been a you know a world war. You know, instead of calling yeah. it a world war, she called it an urban war. It yeah. it, it makes sense. Yeah. When you think Absolutely. about it. Oh, yeah. When when you're trying to, you know, now I'm going to write a, a world in the future to put in some kind of world war that mm -hmm. had already happened. It makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. And, you know, sense. especially if you want to, you know, write in things like the gun ban and. Right. You know, some of the other changes that were made, you right. know, as a result of the urban wars. Um, right. You know, that's a good way to do it. Mm hmm. You know, so. Yeah. But without saying what really started it and getting into all the right. politics. Right. And, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, which, yeah, she has never gotten into. So we don't know the politics behind it, no. you know. Which I don't think she needs to, you know. No. No. I don't. No. I, I think that that would not do well. It also kind of opens us up to being able to decide what kind of side of the line that I don't know that like the police force would sit on in mm -hmm. 2058 because I feel like the police force is a relatively more conservative right, type right. of and, and Eve is not conservative so like it kind of just if you're like the world has undergone this crazy 
like complete change between now or whatever, 1995 when the series started to 2058. And like, you don't really need to explain that. You just see things have changed. And here's an event that took place in the middle of then and now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, going through the, um, going through the page here on our uh, wiki about the urban wars, um, there, there's a lot of things I feel like she, it, it's, it, it seems to me would be the natural progression. If you think about, for example, one of the things that one of the books and, uh, let's see, there's a, uh, divided in death. It, uh, had mentioned the, uh, HSO. Oh yeah. The H- H- Homeland security. Security. Yeah. Um, which now we have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and, and yeah. it says. That organization actually existed when she wrote about them the first okay. time. Cause that was after nine 11. Cause they first show up and divided. Hmm. Okay. So that was yeah. what. Yeah. You're right. What was that? 2000. I don't know. Yeah. Like three or four. Yeah. Divided. So. But what this. What Divided says is um, that the government had formed this organization to protect the country, to police the streets and gather intel covertly from radical factions. And it had done its job. It had been necessary. And over the years since, some said it had morphed into something closer to a legalized terrorist group than a protection and intel operation, which, you know, I mean, you could totally, I mean, if you were that kind of person, go like, you know, how did she know that was going to happen? You know, if, right. if you're that person that feels uh, government, certain government agencies, in, including the police, are are that way. But it it doesn't really take it. I feel like, um, and I don't mean it to sound like I'm not giving Nora credit, but I feel like that makes total sense to me in terms of other countries, what has happened, you know, I mean, uh, agencies that were started that eventually became what we would call terrorist organizations, you know, you could almost call like, you know, the Nazi party that, you know, probably yeah. started out as just being well we're just some a political, elite, party. a political party or you know and then morphed into something that was different so it it makes sense to to say that it doesn't take yeah. a psychic <laughs> right to 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 say that you know yeah um and but in in it's also very politically charged so i you know I can understand people oh, read yes. that protest. Yeah. But I can understand people reading that and, you know, going like, well, what's she trying to say here? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, and, and kind of making something bigger out of what she wrote than what, what she, she meant. What it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it, like, like Laura said, it, it's fiction. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah, always, it's fiction guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting <laughs> to think about and um, different things that, that have come up. Like one of the things that I thought about just the other day, because we've had the discussion many times about um, the money situation. Yeah. What's really going on there? Because sometimes she has what seems that sounds like cash, but sometimes right. she has credits. What is that? Yeah. You know, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Sometimes she has a card yep. and I got to thinking about it only because I don't know if it's the same where you guys are. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's a, uh, you go places and they don't want to take cash. Actually since the pandemic and the coin shortage. Well, and the coin shortage is, is one of the reasons why, because, because yeah. people don't want to give out change and we don't want to touch dollars right. and change and yeah. that kind of and, and that's yeah. why everybody yeah. has a short that way since that since that yeah uh, but yeah we haven't i mean i've never had trouble before that i i had a couple of i you know just the other day i had i was at some place and they were like oh you want to give us cat oh uh uh you know and and yeah. uh one of the fast food places by me has fully has a sign on their right by their ordering you know speaker that says card? like yeah you need exact change or yeah. a debit card. Yeah, that's what McDonald's says, exact yeah. change or a debit card. All the McDonald's around right. here. 
And and so yes, I'm addicted to Diet Coke, and I drive through McDonald's a lot. <laughs> okay, uh, no judgment. Well, yeah, we weren't judging you. No I mean, judgment. <laughs> yeah, no, because McDonald's has the best pout and pop. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, they do. That's fine. I don't know what they do, but it's I, the best. <laughs> I've heard that before. I've heard that before. They put something addictive in there. Something. I don't know. Uh, see, my problem is. Yeah. I, I try not to drink too much soda, but, um, or pop, <laughs> um, but you know, and I the, also the, call it soda. It's fine. And okay. I live in the area where it's not cool to call it soda. Okay, good. So it's not just me. Um, and, um, so I, I would rather have iced tea, but so many fast food places make crap iced tea you're 100 correct it's crap I agree with that. and i will not Same if i go that. to a fast food place i am not ordering iced tea until yeah. unless i know that i've had experiences in that particular store yeah. where the iced tea was good otherwise yeah. i'm not ordering iced tea and i'll get a, a a soda and caitlin will go like you should order an iced tea because you know she's trying to she's trying to make you healthy she's trying to make me healthy you know and good luck Tell her I drink her. a lot more pop than you do. Yeah, probably. That soda, I, you bake with soda. Pop. FYI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I, I can't stand an iced tea that's disgusting. Yeah. So I'll. No, I'll I agree order, with you there. I'll order soda. But yeah, I give up. I give up pop for Lent every year and I drink iced tea through that. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's, it's crappy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Chick-fil-A makes good iced tea. Do they? Yeah. We have literally one Chick-fil-A around here and it's on the complete it's on the complete other end of town, which absolutely sucks. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, yes. Sandwiches anyways, because they fry them in peanut oil, but I they've got like the best milkshake on the planet. So well, um, we're not we're no, we're no longer going to Chick-fil-A because of their stance on LGBTQ. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, yes. uh, I, yeah, I, it's easy for me to boycott them because like I said, they're on the other friggin' side of town. Yeah. See for me, it's, it's like literally the other side of town. It, like it is hard. For, it is hard for me, man. Cause I, I just love their chicken, but you know, I'll do it for Caitlin and I'll do it for you, Tara. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I haven't gone to Chick-fil-A in I don't know how long, but uh, there I see, man. I miss that, too. I believe that. There's so, probably something out there that, that's better. You just haven't found it yet that you'll like better once you do. Well, I'll tell you, it's not. Um, we have we have a uh, what's it called? It's another chicken place, chicken finger place. Is it um, Cane's? Cane's. Yeah, there's good. No, I fucking hate that place. <laughs> Really? Yes. I've never been there. They Your they haven't been so good. Good. No. But I've never I've been no there. flavor whatsoever. So maybe ours is just bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And I also don't like they the fact that here, but they have them in Nebraska. They have one in, okay. they have one in the little itty bitty town that my brother lives in, which is so weird. And you know, maybe they don't have one in Grand Rapids, which is the second biggest city in Michigan, but yeah. they've got one in freaking <laughs> North Platte, Nebraska. I you know I, I, maybe it's just that it's, like I said, it's different here. This one is different. I don't know, but it's like, you know, um, okay. Order chicken fingers and, um, can I get some barbecue sauce? No, we don't have barbecue sauce. We have canes, cane sauce. I don't like, I don't like barbecue sauce, so I'm fine with that. So maybe that's the issue. Yeah. yeah. No, the issue was it didn't have any flavor. it, It doesn't have flavor. Chick-fil-A yeah. has flavor. Yeah. I can't eat Chick-fil-A. Though. I know. I'm not <laughs> saying to eat it. I'm just, I'm just, it's a comparison. I get you. I get you. But the canes just didn't have any, it was just like, you know, breaded and it was like the bread, the breading had no salt, yeah. pepper, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, not the one that I've eaten at. That was it. That was pretty good. Yeah. Maybe it was this one out here. They just don't know how to do it correctly, but I, maybe. yeah. Yeah. We'd gone a couple yeah. of times and we were like, no, I'm not into this okay. at all. But uh, so anyway, yeah. we've, we've so okay. we didn't try. Yeah, we tried it. Let's go to KFC. Yeah, yeah. we'll go to KFC. So, you know, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. But um, and then, but, KFC. you know, the, I, I 
there's no way you're going to give me the because I'm a true Californian. There's absolutely no way you're going to get me to not go to In and Out. Oh. And but we don't they, have those here either. But they put the little, you know, I mean, uh, Bible verses on their cups, and every time I get it, and I'm like, okay, I'm still eating here because it's In and Out. Because <laughs> it's delicious. Because it's delicious. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I don't. We don't have those here, so it's it's yeah. completely not a thing for me. And I you know, problem with Bible verses. I don't know. Denying me my rights. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Looking to you know support people who want to deny me my rights. Yes. That's and I one hundred percent agree with that. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, you put Bible. I mean, I, I go to church. Yeah, I, give me all, I go to church every Sunday. He's cool. I do yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> me and Jesus so. are friends. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> but anyway, no, I, yeah, no, I'm with you there. Cause, um, yeah. So, but anyway, so let's get back to the, the, uh, what we were talking about before, which is that certain things that she said about the urban wars kind of do make sense. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't, it's not a stretch. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the credits money situation in Eve's world has something to do with, you know, they're not being, maybe. you know, a coin shortage in in during the urban wars. You, it, I think that that's completely fathomable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe people were melting them down to make weapons. Who knows? Oh, that wow. could be. I didn't even think of that. Or Nobody bullets. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to them, happening to them all now. I really don't. They're just, you know, gone. and the other thing I thought was maybe credits were made differently. They had some kind of a um, something on them that made it so that, you know, I'm thinking in terms of COVID. So like if you gave me something that was like coins, but had some coding on it that repelled COVID. I might use yeah. it. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's where the credits thing. I, you know, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Some of those legit. things you can, you can, you know, yeah, come up with, come up Absolutely. with for urban wars, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, the whole thing is just really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think that Nora's psychic. No. And, and I really do think we can talk about the urban wars without talking about politics. I agree. Yeah. But, it's just yeah, I mean, I it's an easy place to go, but it's also like very fascinating to talk about outside of politics. Sure. Right. And especially the aftermath and everything that came out of it. Um, you know, right. almost the restructuring of the police forces and everything else that went into that. Um, you know, you also have all the corruption that happened with the police and around that time. I mean, that's right. You know, Rourke talks about that quite often. Um, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean it's interesting to delve into. Yeah. And I also don't think that that's a stretch, but that goes back to, you know, the HSOs, the same (laughs) type of thing. Um, But as we've talked about a few times in the last few books, I mean, you know, there's times that I think Eve kind of does display that typical cop, you know, that typical cop behavior of, you know, I'm the cop and you better fucking listen to what I'm doing. And, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe things haven't changed all that much, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, that's the whole point of, of why we're talking about this because it can be very triggering and I get yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do get Absolutely. that. Yes. It's, it's interesting to me to think about um, Somerset in the urban wars too. Yeah. Because it, it was saying that he's, he was a medic. Right. Which, where did he get that training? Where did well, he get that I, training? it sounds like, so one of the things that, um, one of the things I was thinking about, um, actually was, was Somerset and like people kind of being, so, you know, Jen, you and I both work in the medical field in completely different capacities as I'm not a <laughs> clinical person, but, um, you know, I kind of feel like it was all, all hands on deck thing. And that's very sure. much, that's very relevant to what's going on with COVID. I used to work in an ambulatory surgery center and, you know, they were doing everything there was elective. And so they closed down the surgery center and anything that was necessary was just happening at our main hospital. I worked for a smaller branch of the Cleveland Clinic. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, that was an entire department of like 60 people, most, most of which were nurses and techs, um, Mm -hmm. 
that had to just kind of be dispersed forever. And like, you know, you have OR nurses who are used to to teching for orthopedic surgeons doing carpal tunnel and, you know, just something completely different. And they had to get thrown somewhere else just to find it under the ICU. They're literally like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. They've been Mm -hmm. been in this place for so long Mm -hmm. and it just kind of feel, it feels like it's all hands on deck. And I think that's probably what happened. And Somerset like probably just displayed some kind of competency in that area. And they're like, here you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got, we got doctors, you know, jumping specialty to specialty. It's yeah. not, yeah, you're right. It is. It's all hands on deck. It's like, you know, oh, okay, your specialty isn't busy right now. I mean, let's be fair. Sports medicine is was not hot for the past right. six months. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, and then here's, you know, but you've got people just jumping everywhere just to, you know, cover the holes. And, you know, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. I right. mean, you know, if you don't, you have people with no experience, you just kind of, but you still, you know, you're going to bring that knowledge back once you get there. Right. But I also, it, but. Yeah. but I also am thinking about the fact that like, it's, um, you know, like that there were bodies everywhere and we were talking about how, mm-hmm. um, you know, Somerset, where did he get that training? And if there really were people just, you know, bodies on the street, like they were in, you know, Italy during the worst yeah. parts of the pandemic over there. Like, yeah, who, who's to say there aren't people who were trying to help who were just like, you know, I, I can, I'm physically able to carry something and right. to, yeah. and to bandage up injuries and stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. like it's just very basic. Yeah. Anybody can get that, you know, quick first aid training. And I mean, how many people right. have first aid and CPR training that are not medical at all? I mean, right. my brother, my brother's an electrician <laughs> and he's required to take first aid and mm-hmm. CPR, right. you know, yeah. because, you know, somebody might get a shock on their job and need yeah. CPR. And if they don't right. have anybody, you know, 911 takes a few minutes. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that would be, that's yeah. my thought as to what yeah. maybe how Somerset got to be there. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he did have that training once upon a time and we just don't know enough about his yeah. history. Yeah. Right. I and, mean, and, it's, it's been so many years ago and it, yeah, it could have right. gotten out of and, school and decided like, let's go into eat, you know, EMT school or whatever, or start, right. start college and, and start on that path. And then the urban wars hit and, you know, things happen. So, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, to take it to take it into fiction territory. I mean, not that this would actually happen, but I don't know. Did either of you guys watch Falling Skies, the Mm -mm. sci-fi kind of post-apocalyptic? I I want to say I watched a couple of episodes. It had Noah Wiley in it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Love that show. So, um, but anyway. They had this character who had just started her pre-med, like she was in college undergrad and right. it just started pre-med. But, um, you know, it's the alien apocalypse. Everybody's dead. Yeah. So they yeah. had, you know, one doctor in this little traveling group of humans that survived. Right. And, you know, she needed help. And right. so she took this other character and was like, okay, yeah, I know you've only taken basic anatomy and biology, but, you know. I guess I'm training you as a doctor now. And and she did. Right. And so, and I mean, I guess if it's that, if it's to that extreme that it was that bad where nobody's, you know, people are dead, there's no staff, there's nothing. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And you could also just look at year one. I mean, going back to another Nora sure. um, yeah. book where, so they did have one doctor, but she was a, yeah. call that pregnancy doctor. How do you say that? He is one of them pregnancy doctors. An OBGYN. (laughs) OBGYN. Pregnancy doctor. I'm like, what are you trying to say? She was an OBGYN and (laughs) but only doctor they had. And and they had with them one guy who was an EMT. And that became their medical staff. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very standard thing to do in post-apocalyptic like yeah. literature sure, or movies or TV shows, you know, I right. mean, the walking dead was exactly the same way. They had somebody who had trained to be a nurse and 
you know, she yeah. didn't, she wasn't fully a doctor, but you know, I mean, you're thrown in that situation and the only one. So you're the doctor now, you know, yeah. right. even though nurses and doctors have completely different training, but we won't get into that. Well, yes, but that's <laughs> the whole point, right? <laughs> I mean, but they well, do just say right here, that's <laughs> the entire educational model is different. Well, so that's yes. what, yeah. however, yeah. however, I don't, I didn't read this book that you guys are talking about. I know it's a Nora book. But How like, dare you? I, you know, I haven't read it. However, I kind of want to now. So you, no, it's good. <laughs> you should read. I've read like three yeah. of Nora's books outside of the Indus series. Which gonna, you now, guys this one is very different from her normal. Yes, I but I think that I think that like medical that. training probably started off much differently. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I yeah. have read a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff. My favorite is the City of Ember series, mm-hmm. and just kind of how how people come into these professions and like what makes sense to them and how that works. And that's, it's probably part of rebuilding the, you know, rebuilding the world. Right. So I wonder, I mean, I wonder what that, what that's like, it's, it's different, you know, in, in this time period, say that the urban wars are right now, it's different than what it was hundreds of years ago, because there are resources, even if like the world were to be completely destroyed in a certain aspect, yeah. the resources have been out there. And have right, been yeah. and have been developed, right, yeah. but still, like, there's got to be there's a starting point. So I think yeah. it's really fascinating to think about. I love post apocalyptic shit. I don't. Oh, know, me too. I don't really yeah, know I what that makes me, but <laughs> no, I love it. You like <laughs> anything, guys. Nice. You might like it. Just don't get mad at them running around with no ponytail holders. <laughs> Seriously, okay. I don't even know. I don't. <laughs> Just think that. Yeah, I, I don't. And I, we rewatched it about a year, year and a half ago. Okay, we decided we were going to rewatch the series, and we're sitting there watching. And she looks at me and she's like, "Why the fuck don't any of these women have ponytail holders in their pockets? Like seriously, like." <sighs> They're all running around fighting aliens and shooting guns with their like long flowing blonde locks. Like nobody does that. So when alien apocalypse comes, have your damn ponytail holders ready. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't (laughs) ever have ponytail holders with me. I just just (laughs) Yes. However, in an apocalypse, there wouldn't be I I couldn't just go down to supercuts. True. My hair would start to grow long and I wouldn't have so, any ponytail holders. You better go buy some and have them in your apocalypse kit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. still working on remembering to carry ponytail holders and my hair is long. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it I feel like that's... Short, and then I got too lazy to keep up with it, so... Yeah, yeah, that's basically my hairstyle. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not cutting it because I have to actually style it. <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that the Urban Wars overall just sounded like, like every time they, they mention them, I don't know, because I've not like lived in an open war zone. You know, like we've had war since I've become an adult. Like, you know, I'm not 15, but like, Every time they're brought up in the series, they just make me go, wow, because that would be happening here. And that makes me scared and and uncomfortable and sad. And just like all the things that I feel like we'd be feeling if we were in the heart of something like this. And I think that the way that she throws that in is really well done. Like, yeah, it's enough to make you go, wow, this world building is awesome. But also it's not just world building. Like it's, it's like the idea of creating this world that exists in the world that we exist in. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Well, again, you know, so much of what she's put in here are things that I think you could, you could say like there's precedence for them, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? So like one of the things uh, she has here is guy from, uh, loyalty and death, Paul Lamont. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was saying that, uh, he, his father fought in the French wars before the family immigrated to America. His father was a saboteur and specialized in explosives for the social reform army. And all of that seems really cool that, you know, she'd come up with that, but yeah. it seems like that you could pull that from anything that can be mm-hmm. happening in our present time mm-hmm. yeah. or has happened in the past. Yeah. And I think too, you know, we as Americans don't get it. Like we, yeah. we don't, we don't understand war. Like yeah. 
countries too. We, yeah, we have our military and, you know, rah, rah, USA, but we don't, we have never, I mean, beyond 9-11, none of us sitting here have ever lived through a war. Right. We've never been, I mean, nobody alive really has. I mean, I'm sh- maybe there's a, I don't think there's anybody still alive from the Civil War, but, and yeah, there's a few World War II vets still around, um, but, right. you know, we have not, as Americans, we do not deal with the realities of war. Right. You know, we may know, we we may have people in our families that are in the military and, you know, we love them and great. And they've experienced it. But even that's different because they're in another country. Right. We don't see our own homes and cities raised to the ground. We don't see, you know, children taken and beaten and murdered and, you know, women raped and, you know, all the realities of war, all the rebuilding that happens from that. Right. So... You know, I feel like we don't, none of us get it. We really don't. And, and I know that's uncomfortable to hear because we think we do. We think we're the best at everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't. Yeah. And so I just, I feel like it's just one of those things that's kind of interesting. It would honestly be interesting to see how we handled it on our own soil because yeah, I don't know. It really would be. Yeah. How, you know, how well we would do with it. Well, I have opinions on that, but I don't think this is <laughs> I do too. I know. That's what let's hope we never have to find out. Yeah, let's hope that we don't have to find out. But I'm just saying that I feel like our arrogance as Americans is rather mis- misplaced. Sometimes, yeah. Agreed. Um, and so, you know, in the case of something like the urban wars, I'm sure that was a humbling experience, I right. would hope. Right. Right. You know, so hopefully, I don't know. It's interesting to speculate on. Although um, Somerset doesn't seem very humble sometimes. So. Well, no, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not everybody. I'm sure not that does humble. not have anything to do with his experience in the urban wars. No, yeah, maybe not. Because you've been through some shit. <laughs> no. I, don't, no. Maybe I think not. he's just a dick. Yeah. General. Well, there you go. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to bring up with the urban wars? I don't know how, how well we did on this topic, to be honest with you. It can be a short one. (laughs) Who cares? We did, we're doing great. I mean, I think that, you know, the, the bottom line here is that a no, Nora isn't psychic. Yeah. And that a lot of things that she wrote about having to do with the urban wars, you know, it's been there, done that kind of stuff. Yeah. As far as, you know, world history is concerned. Sure. And, um, you know, we can speculate on different things having to do with the urban wars. uh, But I feel like I really do feel like we can talk about it without getting overly political. Overly political. Yeah. And maybe that's. Without getting heated. Right. That's that's what it boils down to. We don't have to take a hammer to each other to talk about these things. And, you know, I mean, clearly there's more, there's way more people on the uh, J.D. Robb Facebook page than listen to this podcast Right. But um, I guess what what I would hope is that people that listen to this podcast in talking about urban wars, if that ever comes up for you, if you're on the J.D. Rob Facebook page or whatever and a discussion comes up, just please try not to get too, <laughs> too political. Give Laura a break. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, and someday we're all going to, you know, look back on this time and go like, what were we thinking? Why were we? Why did I stop talking to this person or why did I have such a problem with that person? And, you know, if we just kind of accept each other's differences and um, try to get past them. This shall pass. Yeah. You Um, know, I, I have to believe the good guys will always win. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, that's me. And it's, it's going to be okay, people. Yeah. Really. You know, we are not going through the urban wars. Hopefully we won't. Right. No, we won't. But, you know, even if we do, it'll be okay. We'll you know, come out of it. We'll come out of it. The world will survive. Yeah. People will survive. Humans will survive. Yeah. You know, let's hope so. And that's a good well, thing. Let's hope so. Yeah. So, glass half full, y'all. Glass half full. <laughs> that's tough for me. I'm I know. a glass half empty person, but yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I surround myself with you people. 
I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, why is that? I, I have no idea. What's in the glass? Oh, Jen. A real question. Yeah. I would say wine, but uh, I don't have a glass of wine. I have a plastic bottle right now. So, so proud. <laughs> You know, you guys can't see AJ, but she's slugging out of a little plastic bottle of wine. <laughs> plastic Fantastic. bottle of wine. Think her, think her well, it's no. Pinot Noir. It is what it is. Hilarious. You know. I love it. And it's cheap wine, too. That's the best part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like they don't put expensive wine in little plastic bottles. <laughs> you didn't get the juice box kind? Mm, I know that's what my, no. my cousin likes the juice box kind. Yeah. I, no. I'm totally down for juice box wine. But, <laughs> yeah. but again, you know, I mean, the reason this is in there is because I generally will cook with it. I won't necessarily, yeah, I but, uh, you know, sometimes I want a glass of wine. There's no actual bottles. So right. go in there and get the little bottle that we have in there for cooking. There and, you go. Perfect. I think it's, it's a great solution. It's it's I do too. I agree. I don't know. Some people might think this is fancy. Who knows? That's true. At least it's not Boone's Farm. People, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not two buck Chuck. Two buck Chuck. Yeah. Mad <laughs> <laughs> so. Dog Twenty Twenty. That stuff that it was like in a square bottle. I don't even know. That's <laughs> yeah. And I, honestly, I mean, we talked about it before. The uh, me going up to wine country with my sisters and having the the wine that tastes like pulled pork. But um, and yes. that and that stuff was seventy two dollars a bottle. And I yeah. didn't necessarily like it any more than I like this. To be honest you with you. So, I mean, I'm I just know, not. I heard barefoot is a pretty decent wine for as cheap as it is. So, it's not bad. Wine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It'll do, you know, yeah. on a day when you want wine and you can't, you know. <laughs> and you don't have any yeah. around. <laughs> so, maybe we should get to uh, listener comments. Oh, yeah. I didn't get any on Twitter. I'm kind of No sad listener though. comments on Twitter? No. We got I several on Instagram. Um, we have a couple of new listeners, looks like. Ooh, yay! Um, one of our new listeners uh, on Instagram is Janice Barrett, 1010. And what I like, well, first of all, she uh, posted and said, so happy to have found your podcast. Hilarious and informative. I really enjoy the discussions as no one else I know reads this series. And cool. that's kind of why we started doing this, because you know, we know that there are a lot of people out there and they don't know anybody that reads the series. So, um, but then later on, she says, I am a former English lit major nerd. Listening is a cross between a class and a book club. Wonderful to hear an in-depth take on popular fiction and to see a the appreciation for Nora Roberts. Literature snobs who dismiss romance and crime novels haven't read Nora. And I agree. But I, this is nowhere near a class. I mean, again, she's <laughs> people giving us way more credit than we deserve. More credit than we deserve. <laughs> for sure. That being said, thank you. Very, very much. Yeah. We appreciate it. But yeah. Yeah, no. I yeah, I appreciate that. We but occasionally yeah, no. sound smart. <laughs> I, I appreciate that we sound smart. And I, I appreciate that, that are. people are finding us and, and listening. Yes. And very even much even so. people like Janice who actually are smart. <laughs> 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 we have another one, um, Beverly Fairs. P H A R E S Ferris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Beverly. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, just found you yesterday and listened to the first episode and we'll get caught up. Uh, I have read them all. I guess she's talking about the books. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Aww. Yeah, that's nice. Born Truly Canadian says, I love when you ladies go off topic. It lets us see. It It lets. Mm, yeah, it's the wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the wine. My ass. Uh it, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like this normally. You are. Yeah, That's I why know. <laughs> I know. And and you know the funny thing is, well, first of all, let me just finish what Born Truly Canadian said. Um, it lets us get to know you all better. Ah, yeah. And you know the funny thing is, I mean, in, in uh, Tara and I talked about it a tiny bit uh, off the podcast. Tara, you currently 
advise a speech class, correct? Uh, yeah, coach a speech and debate. I'm an assistant coach for speech and debate. And I said, did you know that I was also on the speech team from my high school? And you wouldn't think so the way I talk sometimes. I disagree. I I think you definitely sound just fine. (laughs) It makes me happy that you were a speech competitor. Makes me so happy. We didn't ask my tiny little high school. You didn't? Back in the the old days. I was only on speech because I hated our drama teacher. <laughs> I would have been in drama. I but I didn't didn't like her at all. So I went to speech because I felt like, oh, that's kind of the same. Speech is our drama teacher was amazing. Speech was better than drama in high school. He still is amazing. Hi, yeah. Baxter's here. Oh hey. He's Baxter's one of the best here. People. Hi, Baxter. <laughs> he went to bed, so now he has to come bother me. Yeah. Aw, speech yeah. was where it was at for me. Yeah, there you go. me too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Although I didn't really do any of the really heavy, like you did. De- did you do debate and stuff? I did not. I only did. Um. I did congressional debate for districts. Um. The years that I didn't get to like the state tournament or anything like that. But um. Other than that. No, I did. I mean, I did dramatic interpretation. And oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah. I did extemporaneous. <gasps> that's the best category. It is so hard. I have all, all the respect in the world for anyone who can do extemporaneous speaking. That's what I did. And my, my award winning speech was on juggling. Oh. How to. How to, how to juggle. So that's awesome. And it was award winning. Do you have a blue ribbon or a trophy to prove it? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I did it one time, but yes, I did. Awesome. I did. I was one of those kids, you know, I mean, it's so funny because now, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, but cause I am not a very, I'm not a talkative person normally in my real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there were a couple of times where, you know, I mean, the speech thing was one where like my older brother went to came to see one of my speeches one time. And he was like, it was like a, a, you were a whole different person. Yeah. So he didn't see me talk that much <laughs> normally yeah. in real life, you know. Nice. It's actually, I think, easier to talk in front of people in circumstances like that. Um, sometimes people look at me and they're like, really you coach speech? And I was like, yeah, I do. Rude. But also, right. <laughs> but also like it is easier to, to do that, like to be, yeah. to do theater or to do speech. Um, because it's not me. I don't know. Like, yeah. no, I agree with that actually. But like, it's also, I, it's I an important skill. About, yeah. And I know I have the worst anxiety about like singing at church. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. Like I don't want to sing solos at church. But then I'm just like, yeah, I will spend three hours on stage making a fool of myself. Like it's, I'm, it's a completely like valid thing to be yeah. completely different in different situations. Right. But like I said, I mean, it's, it's, it's an important skill to have for anyone. Absolutely. So I, you know, <laughs> encourage your kids to go into speech people. I mean, yes. it really is a valuable skill to have. Definitely. So, um, okay. So now we've, <laughs> we've talked about just about everything besides the urban wars in this, uh, urban yeah. wars we did podcast. Them a few times. I think we did great. We, did. Yeah. we talked about the urban wars quite we just, a bit. You know, again, we just want y'all to be kind to each other when you discuss the urban wars on the JD Rob Facebook page. Please. <laughs> Don't, yeah. Don't make Laura kick you out. Right. That's not helping anybody. No. So, and uh, unless you guys have something else to say about the urban wars. No, indeed. Nope. No, nope. I'm good. All right. Uh, you know, if we missed anything, if we missed talking about something having to do with the urban wars, let us know. And we'll, we'll yeah, let discuss us know. it some other time. And you can let us know by going to our website, www.podcastanddeath.com. Or you can find us on social media. Just search for Podcast and Death on Twitter and on Instagram. Or you can call our phone number. The phone number is 205-476-2753. I do have that written down right there. And that's how I know to say it, you know, 
Uh, and then uh, that spells out 2054 Rourke, uh, if you happen to know how to spell Rourke, and some people don't. Some people but, don't. Some know, people do So know. it's dicey. But 205-476-2753. And you call us and, you know, leave a message and, you know. And uh, so I think that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I am Tara. And we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROURKE. That's 205, the number 4, ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slant you to you.